Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. Streets of Union City. To your nighttime radio. Steve Travelly keeps you in the Jersey, no. Seven till eleven, live local and live. Steve Trevely's Sunday Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's live local and live. Call him at 1-800-283-101.5. Welcome to Tuesday night in New Jersey, Steve Trevely's. Lot to talk about tonight. You and me till 11 o'clock. Starbucks wants to put their uh, customers on the spot. A lot of companies want to hear from you. Not go to nj1015.com and check out the blogs that I've left up there for you. And uh, we started off by a little trip down memory lane, a little little reminiscing, because Governor Murphy wants us to remember. He's uh, taking a time now. Enough time has gone by. How would you rate? Governor Murphy's handling of the COVID pandemic. He's commissioned a report from a law firm that will deliver on a promise he made, saying, my responsibility as governor demands a full comprehensive review of how the state was prepared and responded to the pandemic so that we could take the steps to better prepare future administrations for a public health crisis. How do you feel about Governor Murphy's commissioning another COVID report? Another COVID report? Yeah, we already have one. New Jersey is the only state so far to commission such a report but there was an independent report done a few months ago and in it we came in last see president trump when this all happened said uh, the states can decide how they want to deal with the pandemic and the committee to unleash prosperity did a study on how states handled the pandemic based on keeping the economy functioning keeping the kids in school the mortality rate we, New Jersey, came in dead last with an F minus. Economist Stephen Moore, he's got columns that have appeared in the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Times, Forbes, Fox News, the National Review. Well, he explained it to Bill Spadia a few months ago. So we looked at how did states do in terms of keeping their economy functioning? Because you can't have a, a society without production of goods and services. Mm-hmm. Second of all, how did how did states do in terms of keeping kids in school? Because we now know, I think it's pretty universally accepted that shutting down our schools was one of the most catastrophic decisions maybe ever made mm-hmm. by our governments. It was, no doubt. It was ab- there was never any health benefit, and it did great damage to our kids. And the third thing we looked at was, what was the mortality rate? Did they keep people safe from COVID? Well, New Jersey flunked on all three of those categories, all three of them. It had a very high death rate. It had, uh, you know, one of the highest rates of kids not being in school, being denied education. And number three, they, you know, the economy was wrecked by the lockdowns. And um, so New Jersey had the worst score in the country. All right, New Jersey had the worst score in the country. So what do you do when you have the worst score in the country? Well, you commission another report, of course. We will pay for the report, we being the state of New Jersey, the taxpayers and all that. But uh, how do you feel about Governor Murphy? Doing a report, a quote-unquote independent report, uh, basically on the independent report, five Democratic state senators say they welcome the outside review. Uh, Senators Joe Vitale, Joe Cryan, Vin Capel, and uh, Joel Lagana and Patrick Deegan, uh, they welcome the report. Haven't heard from any Republicans. But how do you feel? 
If you had to rate, like going back and thinking about it, if you had to rate Governor Murphy's handling of the COVID pandemic, if he was going to commission you to do that report, how would you rate it? Let's say a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the best and uh, 0 being the worst, being awful. Where would you rate Governor Murphy's handling of the pandemic? What advice would you give him? For the next time, because that's basically why he's doing this. Not because uh, he wants to, I don't know, rationalize his handling of it, looking for some answers, some positivity, somebody to say he did something right. Where do you stand? 1-800-283-101.5. Remember, you know, all the businesses were shut down. The schools were shut down. And we had more deaths than anybody. More deaths per capita than anywhere in the country. And uh, now we're going to commission a report. 1-800-283-101.5. I think the reason we're commissioning the report is because, one, uh, you know, he uh, doesn't want to have anything out there where he finished last or New Jersey finished last. And uh, F minus, they came in worse. you got to rationalize that. And uh, also, if you are going to plan advancement in your political career, you're going to need somebody to tell you that you didn't do so bad. Uh, as opposed to this report that's out now, the only one. When you think about how that pandemic was handled, how did it affect you? How did it affect your family? If you were the one, if Governor Murphy called up you, said, hey, how did I do? What would you tell me? Remember Mayor Ed Koch back in New York. How am I doing? If Murphy said to you, how am I doing? And it came to the COVID report. What were your thoughts? 1-800-283-101.5. How would you rate it? Zero to ten. You know, the idea that he's going to take the power away from everybody else. Uh, An emergency health crisis that went on forever. Where he got to make all the decisions. And those decisions ended up putting him last out of 50 states. In this, um, in this independent survey, the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. And what did they look at? They looked at three things. You know, what did they look at? They looked at the economy, keeping the kids in school, and actual mortality. And we came in dead last in all three. We went over the top. You know, the same way when we first had uh, snow, the first sign of snow, we missed that one snow. Next thing you know, we're brining the roads. <laughs> we're brining the roads in June. 1-800-283-101.5. Was it an overreaction? Of course it was. Was it a fear of not trusting anyone that he had to take all the power for himself, assemble his own little emergency committee that he trusted and nobody else could get anywhere on? Yeah. Let's talk to uh, Mike in Woodbine on New Jersey 101.5. Mike, your thoughts? Mike, you there? Oh, Mike's not there. Okay, let's go. Uh, let's go. To, all right, Mike, let's try again. Mike in Woodbine, you're on New Jersey 101.5. Steve, how you doing, man? Good, buddy. How are you? Good, pretty good. I would rate him somewhere in the middle. You know, he was basically trying to cover his you-know-what. You know, politicians do that, and he, er- I think he was erring on the side of caution. You know, he was erring on the side of covering as you know what. <laughs> basically, that's what it boiled down to. Fauci was telling everybody to lock it down in Washington, and he was following that, that directive. 
I, I, you know, California, I have a kid out in California. Right. And she told me, they, like in L.A., they, they, they devastated. They idiots out there devastated businesses, small business. They really shut the place down. They destroyed it. Many, many people went out of business. I'm not saying no one had a business in New Jersey. But I don't think it was as bad as, as other states. I don't know where they came up with this thing that we're dead last. Well, in the, in the report that they did, based on, uh, the report is, Spadey's got the report on his page. If you go on, I mean, go on nj1015.com and check out Spadey's page. He's got the report. And so I looked at it. We come in dead last. Now, I don't know, like, you know, as far as, per, you know, space, people, whatever, California's bigger. Uh, maybe it's a density thing. I don't know. But I do know that in this report, we came in last. But where would you, consider, scale of 1 to 10, where would you give them? I'd give, uh, with one being the worst, I'd give him somewhere like a four. All right. All right. Thanks for the call to New Jersey. 101.5. Okay. 1-800-283-101.5. How did you feel about Governor Murphy commissioning another COVID report? If he called you, how would you rate Governor Murphy's handling of the COVID pandemic? Scale of 1 to 10. Zero being the worst, 10 being the best. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. Season's Eatings from New Jersey 101.5, making the most delicious holiday ever with $300 gift card to Tuscany Specialty Foods and Catering. They are good. Listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for the secret code word. Enter it on the New Jersey 101.5 app and get ready for a free holiday feast with a $100 Tuscany Specialty Foods gift card. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Tuscany Specialty Foods and Catering in Marlboro, Manalpin, and Freehold. And good luck in Season's Eatings from New Jersey 101.5. How do you feel? about Governor Murphy commissioning yet another COVID report. We came in dead last in the last one. How would you rate Governor Murphy's handling of COVID pandemic? If he called you and he said, hey, Greg and Brick, how would you rate my handling of the COVID uh, crisis? What would you say, Greg? I would say terrible. Absolutely terrible. He gets a, uh, he gets a one in my book. Um, and I can point to a couple of specific things. Uh, one, you had those two ships in the Hudson River, don't under, not utilized at all. Right. That he was putting people in nursing homes. That problem, I'm guessing, I don't want to state it as a fact, but probably would have saved quite a few lives. Yeah. Um, they were ready, willing, and able to take anybody and everybody, and they were, weren't used at all. And they, he had full access to them. Secondly, um, the way he handled, treated people like those gym owners, if that wasn't from his office, his office definitely supported it. And well, um, I. That was a power trade with how, yep. And he basically became a dictator and didn't make the right, a lot of the right decisions as that dictator. So he needs to be held accountable. It should be held accountable. But you see, this is the thing. He's commissioning the report, right? So he's in control of this. He goes to an independent law firm of uh, Montgomery, McCracken, Walker, and Rhodes, uh, based out of Philadelphia. they got four locations, uh, including Cherry Hill. And they're going to work with the Boston Consulting Group. So basically, you know how this is going to turn out. You know, uh, it was the old trick of a lawyer, right? Never ask a question you don't already know the answer to. Exactly. And it's easy to get the right answers when you're paying for it. Exactly. And there's another thing. It is easy to write to get, you know, 35,000 people died in New Jersey due to the pandemic. 31,977 confirmed deaths, 3,116 probable deaths as of Monday. And again, That's disgusting. And yeah, there's one, one other thing that, that I, that I that was specific to uh, my dismay of his handling of it. And that was when he told the restaurant owners that they could reopen and they gave them enough time. Oh, yeah. To their inventory. They got all their inventory back up, ready to go spend all that money for the last minute to rug to be pulled out from under them again. 
Yeah, and then you stuck it right to him. No, you know what? There was so many things along the way. I think a lot of it, he just overreacts from the very beginning, from the first time we had the snowfall, that we began brining the roads in the summertime since then. It's just that whole thing was an overreaction. Yeah, don't forget about that. Greg, I'm sorry. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Greg and Clark on the app chat. Zero rating. He is going to make sure this independent report says he's a god. Of course he is. I mean, of course he is. I mean, think about this. You know, it's just it's just so obvious. You know, if you've had a problem mishandling your pandemic, call the law firm of Montgomery, McCracken, Walker, and Rhodes. Get McCracken on it. Joe is in Patterson on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, Joe? Hey, Steve. Uh, great show as always. Um, you know, I would, um, I'd have to give him a ranking of 10. Because, you know, if he wasn't doing such a great job, I mean, how could he afford to leave the state and go to his mansion in Italy uh, once or twice? So for him to do that, he must have been doing a great job with this virus. Yeah, he should have stayed there. <laughs> should have called the New Jersey 101.5. Where are you on this? 1-800-283-101.5. It's not so much a kill Murphy. I mean, he's the one that brought it up. He's the one that is now. We're going to go look back on the pandemic and see what we could have done better. Well, I, can, I don't know. Could you have done any worse? We had more deaths. We shut down everything. Businesses went completely under. So many people's lives, people's lives were, you know, changed forever. And we're going to get a report now, this feel-good report, an independent review of the COVID response beginning. It should take a year for this. Can you only imagine? But 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. How would you look back? You know, instead of going to the high-priced Philadelphia law firm who's going to tell him what he wants to hear, and he knows he's going to tell him what he wants to hear. Why? Because we already have a report. So when you have a bad report, you need to come out with a good report. And that's what this will be. Two bad reports I don't think anybody risks, uh, especially if you have political aspirations. I don't think he changed his hair because uh, he just didn't feel like combing it. But that's me. What about you? When you look back and you think about all that you had to deal with in the last couple of years, I know it's like the holiday season and we don't want to think about this. I don't want to think about it either till I saw, we're going to commission an independent report. Really? I wouldn't, based on the way he handled this, I wouldn't have the Kumasi Cams to commission a report. I would want this never, I'd be more like, let us never speak of this. <laughs> COVID, shh, shh. But we're going to do the independent report. So if he asked you, how would you rate him on a scale of 1 to 10 and his handling of COVID? And let's put it this way. They want to do this to uh, prevent any problems in the future. What advice would you give the governor? as to, you know, do something different should, God forbid, we get another pandemic. 1-800-283-101.5. You know, uh, he announced a review team of Montgomery, McCracken, Walker, and Rhodes. And uh, the administration said New Jersey is the first state to commission an independent and comprehensive review on the COVID-19 pandemic. I guess other than the one that we had earlier. He's been promising a review since 2020. Uh, so now we're going to get it. So if, and four, I'm sorry, five Democratic senators are on board with this. So, I mean, regardless of where you stand politically, just based on what we just lived with for the last couple of years, 
with this pandemic. And, and in some cases, there are people still walking around with masks on. You go to your doctor's office, you've got to put a mask on. Why? Nobody else in the free world has a mask on. You go to doctors, they make you put the stupid mask on. And you don't want to get mad at them because they're not crazy about it either. But 1-800-283-101.5. Let's, let's, let's put our arm around the gov and say, listen, next time you do this, maybe you want to do it like this, maybe you want to do it like that. Save the money with the independent report. Instead of using our tax dollars, if he called you and said, how could I have done better? What could I have done differently? What would you say? 7.30. Now the latest news. Also brought to you by Parks Casino. Dennis and Judy are doing comedy. Thursday night at Parks Casino. Meet your favorite hosts, outside of me, of course, and watch them do stand-up. Tickets are extremely limited. Just 20 bucks. Get them today at parkscasino.com slash comedy. Obviously, I didn't make this deal. Alright, 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about Governor Murphy's uh, commissioning another COVID report? We already have one. Spadia talked to the guy. It's on nj1015.com. Check out his page. John is in Tom's River on New Jersey 101.5. John, if the governor called you for COVID advice, what would you tell him? I tell him he needs to learn. I think, I don't know, I think a lot of people could have handled it a lot better. Maybe like, I don't know. All I know is when I see him on TV with that grin, I call him a Fachi Cots. I don't know what that means, but I had to dump it, but don't do that. I don't, you can't curse in other languages, right? I don't know. And I'm Italian. But if I say, uh, don't, don't do it. Don't, universal. Don't curse in any language. Michelle is in Westville on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Steve. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, I think he deserves a zero, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't even think he makes the scale um, in ratings. Okay. Um, the 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 per the people I mean obviously he hurt a lot of people but the one I'm most upset about is the kids um, that were truly affected their education psychologically kids that didn't go to proms I mean he he just really you know I don't know how these kids are ever going to you know we actually at that time encouraged them to be on their phones to be not have not not be social. So, the um, worst thing we could possibly have wanted for our children, yes, we were forced. Ab- we were forcing on our children. Yes, absolutely, and and also, I mean, he treated the state exact. No matter where you lived in New Jersey, he his law was the same. No matter where you went, whether it was North Jersey or if you were in Violent, that was not the correct thing to do. Not based on the numbers. Correct. I mean, he treated it like we were all in the same position, and that's not the case. If well, you, you know live what? in the South Jersey, uh-huh. you're in a very different situation than North Jersey is with oh, the amount of people. Yeah. The farmland, you know, especially like, you know, you go down the Vineland area, Cedar Grove. Yep. The, the thing with Murphy is that you got the feeling throughout the whole thing that he wanted to like, like he wanted to be dad don't tell me what to do i know what i'm doing like arm's length pat on the head shut up and go to your corner i got this i don't want to hear from you and, and then he, he did the same thing to the people who were supposed to work with him the senate president the assembly minority leader the house speaker or they were supposed to four work together no 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 i will take this over with a public health emergency so you guys have no power then he had his own little commission from his crony 
attorneys from Massachusetts, and they worked it out, and we were stuck with them. Absolutely. And then, like you said about, I could only shop in Walmart or Target, but I, I have, why? Why are only certain people allowed to make money during that pandemic? That was absolutely ridiculous. Well, how about the idea that you couldn't go into a bar after 10 o'clock at night? Right. And the sad part is, Steve, it's still even like that today where these restaurants, you can't even, my diner that used to be open all the time, they've closed at 9 o'clock anymore. Because they can't find anybody to work. That's another, that's another devastation from the pandemic. Michelle, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. By the way, if you're getting a virus in a bar after 10 o'clock at night, it's not COVID. Frank is in Jersey City on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Frank. <laughs> How are you? Good. You don't want to get a virus in a bar. <laughs> no, I mean, no. Part of the deal with the COVID, we will no longer be giving viruses in the bar. <laughs> That's funny. They want to have a drink. Called, That's what they got to do, man. Some bar want to do this promotion, the virus. <laughs> yeah. It's vodka, triple <laughs> sack. <laughs> yeah. A literal COVID shot. The COVID, they, they had COVID shots i've seen those like a little shot glasses they were putting like yeah. uh, the COVID first shot shot one and shot through like the vaccines that'd be awesome yeah. so, what, so what are you thinking how, how would you rate this schlammy of this guy uh unfortunately you know he, he does get a low score because the, the the one thing that that we he locked everything down except one crucial crucial dynamic that i think exponentially hurt us he never shut down public transportation he kept the path trains open and not only that but he worked with cuomo to slow down the trains so there was less trains and they were all packing into the same car (laughs) and yeah i'm like where's the common sense here And, and i think that's why our numbers were so high because new york by density, was getting it so much harder. But guess who was getting it as a result of that? All the commuters. Oh, yeah. He locked everything down except the public transportation. He was slowed down the buses. They slowed down the train and forced everybody into a smaller, a smaller group, you know, a smaller, a smaller train car, and they're all packed in there. There's no way you couldn't get exposed. What could possibly go wrong? You know, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 but you know what? He was so, I don't know, he, because he kept taking a lead. Whenever Cuomo would do something, then he would do something. They were like the Beatles and the Stones. You know, one would do it, then the other. Right? The, the old thing, like the Beatles do an album six months later, the Stones would do an album. They had the same album. That's pretty much what it was with Murphy. You know, Cuomo would do something, then Murphy would do it. And, and look what happened to Cuomo. Seniors and exposed them. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. you know? what, what could possibly go wrong with that? And he even, wasn't even smart enough to like get with the people you know who have been in office longer who have got you know more of an idea of what's going on what the state is about he had a senate president and a minority leader you know he had bramnick and he had coughlin let's let's get together and work this out but they only found out about what was going on through press releases oh yeah those are the things that need to be in this report because if they're not in the report that's going to show up a year from now then you know it's a farce well, you know, you know what? All, all of those- <laughs> uh, let me ask you this. If you're, you, you're the governor and you just had a horrendous report come out that put you dead last with an F- minus out of all 50 states, you're going to commission another report. Now, do you do that either, A, because you have to, to save face, or you're doing this because, like I said before, you know, never ask a question that you don't know the answer to? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I would, I would uh, 
politely bow out and and recommend my next replacement, and I would take my vacation at this point. (laughs) Let us never speak of this. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. What about you? 1-800-283-101.5. Governor Murphy has uh, commissioned an independent report about his handling of the COVID crisis, his administration. If you were going to give him advice, if you were going to give him a rating from 0 to 10, 10 being the best, 0 being the worst, what number would you give him? 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis, are you ready to downsize and want to sell your home fast? Rob Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage is an expert at taking advantage of this seller's market so you can sell your home fast and for the most money possible. Michael and Susan were ready to downsize and reduce their expenses, so they reached out to Rob and his team to sell their Piscataway home. They were able to reach that goal very quickly. With Rob's aggressive marketing strategies, there were 23 showings, multiple offers in just 15 days on the market. Getting the home sold for $505, which was $45 over the asking price. This put them in a great position to find their smaller home. Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. Call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. That's robsellsnj.com. And start packing. New Jersey. Every holiday season, New Jersey 101.5 collects teddy bears for the New Jersey, St- New Jersey State PBA. We call them Feel Better Bears. You can help New Jersey police make kids feel better during emergencies with a teddy bear to hug. To find your closet, ba- your, your closet, to find your closest bear drop-off location or buy a bear online, visit our app or nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsors, All-American Auto Group, Rob Dukansky of Remax First Advantage and Trinity Rehab. This holiday, give a child the feel better bear and thanks from all of us at new jersey 101.5 all right the um nber national bureau of economic research a final report card on the state's response to covid19 uh phil kirpin stephen moore and kcb mulligan they do this report and uh new jersey comes in dead last with an f minus uh so, Governor Murphy, what do you do when that happens? Well, you will promise to come up with another report. Or actually, the report. An independent review of the New Jersey COVID response. And they're going to begin this. And it's coming out of a law firm in Philadelphia with an office in Cherry Hill. And uh, we should have the results within a year. Five Democratic senators are on board. Not sure about the Republicans. Uh, Paul Zubek, who was the uh, first assistant attorney general during the administrations of Governor Whitman and Donald DeFrancisco. Both Republicans will lead the review, and uh, he is the co-chair of Montgomery Kraken's White Collar and Government Investigations Practice Group. So, Um, According to Murphy, he's the perfect guy to be doing this. We had more than 35,000 people die in New Jersey uh, due to the pandemic, including 31,977 confirmed deaths, 3,116 probable deaths as of Monday. That's yesterday. Those include more than 9,000 associated with the long-term care facilities. 8,924 residents and 139 staff. I bring this up because you need to remember you know, the more time goes by, the more people forget about some stuff. And we start talking about the things that he did. And if you were going to review that, what kind of, you know, what kind of a report could he possibly get? Could you possibly give him good grades? And yet, what's baffling is that the guy ran for re-election. And what a wonder, people talk about what a wonderful job he did handling the pandemic, handling COVID. 
People lost their jobs. People lost their businesses. Kids got so screwed up. Little children who couldn't understand why they had to wear a mask. Couldn't understand why people aren't touching them. People aren't loving them. People aren't smiling at them because they had no idea. No matter what age, you know, from, from a little preschool kid all the way to a high school graduate, everyone was affected by the pandemic. So now, as we look back in hindsight and we see that New Jersey had more per capita deaths than any nation, I mean, any state and any nation, if we were a country, we'd be the worst in the world with it. We're going to commission a study. Who's going to pay for the study? Oh, you are. We're the taxpayers. We pay for the study. And what are we going to find in the study? Some kind of vindication, because you can take a study and you can do with it anything you want. You can make the numbers come out any way you want them to come out. So that the governor, if he's going to run for president or whatever he decides to do when he leaves office, you know, uh, he can maybe save some face. Or have some kind of backing that he could save some face. What are you going to do? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. Your thoughts. Dominski and Doyle. Weekdays on the air and on demand anytime and anywhere. Check them out on New Jersey 101.5's app podcasts. WKXW Trenton. WKX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Trevelis. Talking to you till 11 o'clock at night, because that's what we do here in New Jersey 101.5. We're the Chiacchiarons of radio. That's Italian. All right, if you don't want to talk to me and you want to read me, then you go to nj1015.com. You can find out which New Jersey town is ranked fourth in Wallet Hub's best small college cities. And uh, I got I got Sue's 16-year-old sons who are going to be going to college soon, so I'm, I'm concerned about that, you. Uh, also, another New Jersey business eliminating phone support from customer service. Uh, we'll talk about that later. I do want to touch on that. The Motown Mansion for sale in New Jersey. All the info is on it. And uh, what we're talking about on New Jersey 101.5, Governor Murphy, in his infinite wisdom, has commissioned a report to uh, tell him how well he handled the COVID. The pandemic. And I'm asking if he were to go to you and say, how, uh, how did I do? Like Mayor Koch used to say, how did I do? What would you tell him? How am I doing? Frank is in Somerville on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Frank. But we don't care about where money comes as long as it comes. Frank, are you, are you there? So here's a question for you. Uh, so what do we got here? Frank's going to just play audio on the phone. Uh, he's got an agenda. All right. Uh, Ann in Irvington says negative infinity. This man is an idiot who should have resigned a long time ago. That's from the app. You can always talk to me on the app. Basically what happened here is, you know, back in, you know, back when this all began, 2019, 2020, uh, President Trump let the states decide how they wanted to deal with the pandemic. Everybody got to do it their own way. Some states left everything open. They did better than the other states, like New York and New Jersey. You just shut everything down. And uh, there's a committee to unleash prosperity. And they did a study on how the states handled the pandemic based on keeping the economy functioning, helping the kids in school, keeping the kids in school, and the mortality rate. 
And we came in dead last with an F minus. Stephen Moore, one of the guys on the uh, survey, on the report, the study, spoke with our own Bill Spadia. So we looked at how did states do in terms of keeping their economy functioning? Because you can't have a, a society without production of goods and services. Mm-hmm. Second of all, how did how did states do in terms of keeping kids in school? Because we now know, I think it's pretty universally accepted that shutting down our schools was one of the most catastrophic decisions maybe ever made mm-hmm. by our government. So no it was, it there was never any health benefit, and it did great damage to our kids. And the third thing we looked at was, what was the mortality rate? Did they keep people safe from COVID? Well, New Jersey flunked on all three of those categories, all three of them. It had a very high death rate. It had, uh, you know, one of the highest rates of kids not being in school, being denied education. And number three, they, you know, the economy was wrecked by the lockdowns. And um, so New Jersey had the worst score in the country. Now, Stephen Moore is a columnist. He's been in the Wall Street Journal, Washington Times, Forbes, Fox News, National Review. And... uh, that's the report that was done. The full thing is on Spadia's page if you want to go to nj1015.com. So, Murphy, what do you do? You know, what do you do when a report comes out saying you're dead last? Well, you come up with another report. You better come up with another report that uh, puts you in a better position. So they commissioned their own report, Philadelphia-based law firm with a branch in Cherry Hill. They're going to do the report. It's going to take about a year. Um you know, it's it's been a couple of years, and we're not even a year out of this. And, you know, we're being told that it's over, that we have to worry, you know, it's over. That's why I don't say we don't have to worry about it. No one will ever admit that. But it's over, is what they're saying. The pandemic is over. Yet, we still have to wear masks when we go to the doctor's office. Uh, which makes absolutely no sense to me, because if nobody else in the world is wearing the mask, how are you ever going to prove that uh, you got the virus in the doctor's office, or that they got it from you? Uh, but... On top of that, though, when you look back, and I think that I would figure that the last thing this governor would want to do would have a report talking about how he handled it. Because if you go back and you remember, you know, he basically overreacted on a lot of stuff. He'd never been in politics before. He'd never been a governor before. And when he gets hit with this major pandemic, overreacts, uh, like he did with the first snowfall. When we all, you know, we got a snowfall in November, next thing you know, we're buying the roads in June. Uh, but that's the way he handled things. As far as trusting, you know, working and play well with others, trusting those around you. Nah, public health emergency, I will take control. That he's got his own little cronies and they worked it out. Uh, but the problem is, you know, with all the deaths that went on, you know, in the uh, health care facilities, uh, we had more deaths per capita than anybody else in the country, in the world. So, you know, how do you handle that? What is this study going to say that's going to change anything? Yet, this is what we've got. So 1-800-283-101.5. You know, we were talking about it in the last hour. And the guy that's going to handle the study is a guy named Paul Zubek. He was the first assistant attorney general during the administrations of Governor Whitman and Donald DeFrancisco, both Republicans. Five Democratic senators are on board with this. Uh, more than 35,000 people have died in New Jersey due to the pandemic. 31,977 confirmed deaths. 31,116 uh, probable deaths as of Monday. So if you were going to rate this if you were going to give the governor advice if you were going to rate him 
from one to ten on his handling of the pandemic. Because it, it baffles me that that guy actually got reelected based on his handling of the COVID pandemic. And I'm saying, well, what exactly did he do right here? Shutting down everything, driving businesses out of business, you know, scarring kids from all kids of all ages from dealing with this pandemic and the way it affected them. I see the way it affected my kids. People were forced to stay home, couldn't leave, couldn't go anywhere. Except for public transportation. That was open. Now, if you go back and you remember, you know, your own COVID stories, your own personal COVID stories, and, you know, what it was like for you. Did you lose your job? Did you lose a loved one? And now, as I think he's going to go for a political run, you know, I can't have this report where I came in dead last hanging over my head, so I got to come up with another report. I got to come up with a report that's going to make me look better. And again, you know, never ask a question you don't already know the answer to. A rule of the law, rule of comedy. Uh, if you ever see a comic do crowd work, he's going he's gonna to ask the guy a question. He's already got the funny in his head, no matter what the guy says. But 1-800-283-101.5. So, you know, if you want to weigh in on this, we were talking about it the last hour. And uh, if you were going to give Governor Murphy a personal review, if he came to you instead of spending our tax dollars to uh, conduct a review, but if he were to come to you and say, how did you think we did? Scale of 1 to 10. 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Where would you put him? I mean, for me, I got to go low because, again, I just I don't see what he saved us from. When you see how well other states that didn't shut down did. And granted, you have to go with what you know at the time. But even that didn't make sense. 1-800-283-101.5. Does this sound familiar to you? Boy, it took me a while to get out of bed this morning, or I certainly can't do the same things I used to before since I'm in so much pain. Or even I went to the doctor and they gave me muscle relaxers and pain pills and told me to follow up in a week. Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it or not doing anything but making you feel loopy or drowsy like other places. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Times River, and Walm. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit Trinity dash rehab.com here's new jersey 101.5 fast traffic the weather brought to you by veteran care services now veteran care services did you know senior veterans and their spouses may qualify for a veteran pension plan that can pay up to 2200 dollars a month for your medical care see if you or a loved one qualifies call veteran care services now at 1-888-E-Veterans all right 
1-800-283-101.5. Follow me on Twitter at RealSteveTrev. Lori Sika does. Only on Jersey 101.5 can you hear the word Kekyaron. See that? I'm, I'm going to make Kekyaron a thing. we got to do Kekyaron t-shirts that will never shut up. Uh, that's Italian for one who never shuts up. Uh, real Kekyaron. Mike is in Chatham on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? All right, man. What are you thinking? I'm thinking a negative 10. Negative 10? Yes, sir. Okay, that's real low. Why do you go negative 10 for the governor's handling of the virus? I think I think that it was, you know, drunk with power. And, you know, I can't, I can't understand politicians, quite honestly, on, on either side. But when you get so drunk with power, you make these just ridiculous, inexcusable, I can't even wrap my head around it. Like, I literally feel that he's responsible for actual deaths in nursing homes, assisted living facilities, and I, it was just such a horrible situation. I I can't just wrap my head around how you could put power in front of literal humanity. Now, you know what? I, I think about that, and there's two things. It's either either it was out of drunk with power and, uh, you know, don't tell me what to do. I know more than you, and I kind of get the feeling that's the way it was. I feel like we were kind of governed down to, you know what I mean? And the other side of it is it's a fear factor in that, you know what, get out of my way. i got to figure this out. Circle the wagon, circle his own wagons, and because that's kind of what he did. He shut everybody out, right, the other three governing bodies the Senate president, the House speaker, the Assembly minority leader, didn't want to hear from anybody and, uh, you know, did it his way and kept using that public health emergency month after month to extend it and you couldn't tell him he was wrong or you couldn't tell him anything because he just did what he wanted to do. And in that, in that doing, people died and continued and to die. Exploited people's just the inability to cope with anxiety on a day-to-day basis and then it just put them under the magnifying glass and you know at, at first i i would kind of laugh or chuckle at people riding in their car by themselves with a mask on now i just feel bad for them their anxiety has been so blown out of proportion that they don't have the ability to think for themselves and uh, on top of that the, the damage that's been done to children it's exponential and i don't feel that the effects have even begun to show themselves. It's it's just so such a terrible thing. You know, the the speech that these children weren't able to completely grasp that had speech problems, and then that's and, another good point. You know, that's another good yeah. point. I was talking earlier about you know little kids who don't understand why they're not getting love, why they're not being touched, you know, why they're not being right. smiled at. But then, like you know, we live in now in a social media world where kids rarely have good social skills because they're buried in their phone. They're bur- you know they're just not looking at people, and we put them for a couple of years in a situation where they weren't getting physical, con- you know, they weren't getting contact, personal contact with people. And it, you're right. It just made things that much worse. Mike, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Kenny is in Old Bridge on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Kenny. Hi, how are you today? Good, how are you? Good, hanging in there by a thread. Uh, my opinion is, um, like everything else they touch, they ruin. All right? Uh, they pull the wool over everyone's eyes. 
And by they you mean Murphy or his administration? Um, Who's yeah. that? Okay. Murphy and his whole administration. I don't know how these guys get reelected. Everyone I speak to tells me they voted for the other guy, so I don't know how they do it. It must be like Arizona. and yet they get reelected. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they all got reelected. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's like it's got to be like Arizona. He ran the state into the ground, just like he did to New Jersey Transit. We have the worst service I've ever seen in 30 years. It's terrible, and that's how the state, the rest of the state, is ran. Nothing is good. Well, you know what? I don't know what else to say about it. It doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't surprise me. And, and again, you know, it's, uh, I don't know if it was done out of fear or it was just done out of pure power. Kennedy, I'm sorry, Kenny, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Some things coming from the app, Mickey and Florham Park. I'm sure that we taxpayers are footing this bill, which would be millions. He's a big zero in my book. John in Morristown, the only person who's worse at their job than Murphy is his dentist. Come on, come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, you know, it's, uh, I just found it odd. The last thing you'd want to do. When you come in last in a report about how states handle the pandemic, I would want the pandemic to go away. But that's me. You know, I'm going to commission a report. So now there's two ways of looking at this. Either one, uh, you want the pandemic to go away and never speak of this again. Or two, I got to bail myself out because I can't come in. You know, this is going to be something that if he were to decide on a presidential run, it's very, very possible. When you think about, you know, who are the Democrats going to put up for president? Who are the Republicans going to put up for president? Probably DeSantis. He did overwhelmingly win in Florida. Uh, but as far as he's young, right? He's in his 40s. Please, no more. No more guys a thousand years old. I don't need an 80-year-old presidential candidate. And I do believe that CBS is uh, realizing that the Hunter Biden uh, computer laptop was true. Uh, realizing it for three years after the fact. You know, not a week before the election when Fox broke it. But, uh, you know, uh, three years after the fact is, is their way of the Democrats saying, uh, we've got to get Biden now. Now, here's how we're going to do it. You watch. Because, you know, CBS is in their pocket. You know, Colbert would be doing mine. Now suddenly the Lightning host do more Biden jokes. Not like they handle Trump, but just different, you know. Um, so we're kind of figuring they're going to put somebody else up. So who would that somebody else be? You know, all, 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 the, uh, all the other guys have been trotted out already. So if you're Phil Murphy and you're finishing up office and there is kind of, uh, there is a kind of little secret society on what if I decided to run for president. Eric Scott wrote about it. So maybe this is something, and if I do decide I want to run for president, I can't have this hanging over my head. So I need somebody to uh, tell me we didn't do such a bad job. Maybe somebody tell me we did a good job. Isn't it amazing how uh, he commissions this report out of a Philadelphia law firm with an office in Cherry Hill, and five, count them, five Democratic senators are on board with this. What a, what a surprise. Five Democratic senators. Now, one Republican said it's a good idea. Uh, but then again, you know, who's going to pay for the survey? That would be you. So if he were to ask you how he did, what would you say? If you had to give him a number from like zero to ten, zero being the worst, ten being the best. Uh, people elected this guy. I talked to people who told me, you know, Murphy knows what he's doing. He's the best. I got a guy that I knew for 40 years who unfriended me on Facebook 
because he didn't like the things people were writing about Governor Murphy on my page. Not me, but people were writing about Governor Murphy on my page. This is what it's come to. So how would you rate Governor Murphy? 1-800-283-101.5 and his handling of the COVID, the Karotz pandemic. 8.30. Now the latest New Jersey news. Weather brought to you by Bellare. This November, Bellare is offering special savings on selected high-quality windows and doors. The more you spend, the more you'll save, up to 15%. Call 908-895-6436 or visit BellareNJ.com for details. Some conditions apply. All right, Steve Trevelis. 1-800-283-101.5. Governor Murphy wants to know how well he handled COVID. Uh, forget about the report that put him dead last with an F-. minus. Let's get another report. The long-awaited independent review of New Jersey state government handled the COVID-19 pandemic is getting underway, the governor said yesterday. We've been waiting a long time for this. My responsibility as governor demands a full and comprehensive review of how the state was prepared and responded to the pandemic so that we can take steps to prepare future administrations for a public health crisis. There's the guy you want to be taking advice from in the future. Ray is in Newtown on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Ray. Hey, how are you? Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. What are you thinking? Well, I'll tell you this. I think his handling of the pandemic in relationship to nurses and healthcare professionals was a disaster. Considering on March 11th, he mandated that either we get a booster shot or you'll be fired. So he, when everyone says, you know, he, everyone coined the phrase of this, uh, follow the science, there was no following the science because many nurses in February, whether they had COVID five days before March 11th, were mandated to get shots. Many of those nurses were violently ill from the booster. Oh my many God. of all the healthcare professionals were violently ill from the booster. And if you think about it, the COVID immunity after just having COVID is through the roof, and then you're mandating it. and. The only, the only thing you could do is walk away from your job. So where we were hailed as heroes in the beginning, mm-hmm. gowned up, no one, not one person followed the science for healthcare professionals. Now, I'll tell you this. They hung you out to dry. That was it. Left us out there. And the other thing that wasn't taken into consideration mm-hmm. was that, hey, all of a sudden now, they changed all the rules on COVID. If you had COVID... And you, within seven days of having COVID, with testing positive, with symptoms, you were allowed back in the facilities within seven days, within five days, as long as you said, hey, I don't have any symptoms. So you could walk back in that facility. Now, before that, it was you had a test clean. You had to remain out of the facilities for 10 days. You think about what took place here when no one, no one helped us out. No one followed the science. No one looked into, hey, is this the real, is this is what we should do to nurses and mandate? The other thing that the public didn't know that the Moderna vaccine was only good for five months. And that was based on when we went back into the facilities, they said, if you had a Moderna vaccine five months ago, you were mandated to get a booster. J&J was two months. Mm-hmm. Really? Where the science was with, where was the science with that? Look into the facilities and what they mandated for nurses. It was a disaster. And you had no choice, right? You had Either you get no it or, or you can't help those that need your help. 
Uh, yeah, you, you go from heroes to villains. Correct. And on March 11th, you were marched out of facilities saying, if you didn't get it, you were gone. And so how, many, I, I how many other lives were put at risk by marching you guys out of the facilities? But this is the kind of stuff that needs to be brought up, that needs to be remembered. You know, if he really wants to know, if he really wants to know how he handled this and he really wants to hear about it, then this is why we need to have these conversations and not go to some independent law firm in Philadelphia. It's going to tell him what he wants to hear. And all, all the all the muckety mucks, right? This guy was the uh, the attorney general or whatever he was. You know, uh, who cares? He was the attorney, uh, the assistant attorney general during the Whitman administration. I don't care. I want to, you know, I want to know from the people what we think because we had to live it. I think who's going to really benefit from this and uh, where he's going to get most of his input from is from Big Pharma. Big Pharma on March 11th made out really well because they came up with how many booster shots did they have to give and mandate to every facility in New Jersey. Yeah, and whose pocket is he in? Mike is in Trenton on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Mike. Mike. Hello, Steve. Hey, y'all. I would not. I would give him a zero. A zero. Because yes, I wouldn't even rate him because he did such a poor job at it. Do you remember when Chris Christie shut the government down and had his picture taken on Island Beach State Park? He didn't have no. Wait, 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 Mike. He didn't have his picture taken. What happened was. He shut the government down. The, he went to the beach, and I think it was the Star Ledger or the NJ.com flew a helicopter over the island, and they took the picture. Right. He didn't take the picture. Okay. They, the last thing on it. earth he wanted was, was that picture. Either, either way, Murphy's job as being our governor, in my opinion, actually makes that picture of Christie on the beach by himself look good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what? They should take a picture of Murphy with a mask on. They should, for many reasons, take a picture of Murphy with a mask on. But, yeah, you know what? It's funny because here we are. Here we are now, uh, November 30th, 2022, and I'm looking up and I'm seeing people uh, with masks on. People in different places wearing masks. You don't need it. People outside wearing masks. People driving wearing masks. And, and you want to tell them, you know, and after a while, you're just like, it's not even worth going to. It's not even worth bringing it up because all you're going to get is a lot of BS that is like, you know what? Wear the mask. I was in, I was going to Sam's Club and there's an old lady, a heavy old lady pushing the cart uphill with the mask. And you want to go over and say, you know, you're going to die. Take the thing off. Breathe. It's outside. But you can't. Breathe. But you can't. They got their little face on. They got the scowl. Don't tell me. All right. All right. I'll be here to catch you. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. I got you. It's just, it's just, it's so, it's so sad. And, and the thing is, like, you know, like I said, never ask a question you don't know the answer to. So this report is already in the bucket. This report is probably already rigged. Right. I'm sorry, Mike. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm going to take this to, like, uh, I'll take it to the end of this hour. But your thoughts. Governor Murphy commissioned a report uh, with a Philadelphia law firm. Paul Zubek, who was the first attorney general during the administrations of Governor Whitman and Donald DeFrancesco, is going to lead the review. And uh, Murphy 
says, uh, as a widely respected, apolitical, experienced state and federal prosecutor, Paul Zubek is exactly the right person to lead this review. And has the experience in emergency management and government investigations that makes him perfectly suited for this task. As opposed to Stephen Moore, who uh, did a report and they came in dead last. Your thoughts. 1-800-283-101.5. It's World Soccer March Madness across the globe. Plus college and pro football. Don't forget college and pro hoops and hockey, too. What a time to be a sports fan. The Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app is the official sportsbook of the diehard Philly sports fan. Safe, secure, easy to use. Everything you want in a digital casino and sportsbook. Join Bet Parks with me now. It's the only casino and sportsbook app I recommend. Bet United Soccer, Fly Guys Hockey, Bet the Birds every week. Bet all your favorite college teams, live in-game betting. You can bet on the action as it happens. Download the Bet Parks app right now. New users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back. If your first bet is not a winner, BetParks.com has all the terms and conditions. Bet on more than the score. Bet on player performances like who scores touchdowns, points, rebounds, assists, and more. Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app where odds, slots, bets, and games all come together right in your pocket. Join me with Bet Parks right now. Must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Get Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Every holiday season. Uh, brought to you by Red Vanilla Home. It's the holiday season. Red Vanilla sets the table with the most popular turkey platter, place settings, and accent pieces. Limited time offer. half price Black Friday prices right now. Go to redvanillahome.com to carve out your savings. Steve Trevelis. And you. We've got to talk about Starbucks in the next hour. You wouldn't believe what they're doing. The embarrassing position they're putting their employees in. Um, then later on, got a problem? Don't call these guys. Uh, but for right now, Governor Murphy uh, wants to know how he did. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Tell me how I handled COVID. Instead, he's commissioned the report, uh, an independent report, coming out of a Philadelphia law firm on how he handled COVID. How do you think he handled COVID? Uh, there was a report that was uh, that gave him a zero. To get, not a zero. Basically, he came in 50th out of 50 states. And uh, F minus was the report. That's the one that's out there now. So you got to do better than that. Salvador is in Bridgewater on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Sal. Hi, how you doing? I'm good, Sal. How are you? Very good, very good. I'm just picking up my daughter from dancing, and I heard about Governor Murphy. Uh, what a disgrace. What a disgrace. What do you think, uh, Sal? First of all, it shouldn't be rated zero because zero, it's not a number because you start counting from one. So that's a one. All right. A second, a second of all, if he was a real man, why he went to Philadelphia to ask for help? Why can't he ask us, New Jerseyans? Well, he went to the Philadelphia law firm, and they got a branch in Cherry Hill for what that's worth. Oh, they did? I really did not know that, but you know what? I did not know that. So, but I think you should get a, a New Jersey company, stay in New Jersey, live in New Jersey, because that's the real thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean the guy is. No way, in his defense, the guy they got a law firm in. Uh, they got an office in Cherry Hill, and the guy that's going to conduct the review, this guy Paul Zubek, he was a Jersey politician. He was the first assistant attorney general during the Governor Whitman administration, the Governor DeFrancesco administration. They're both Republicans. He's going to lead the review. He's the co-chair of Montgomery McCracken White Collar and Government Investigations Practice Group. So I mean, there was a Jersey connection. 
option there. The question is, I mean, why do we need this in the first place? You know? Uh, we don't. Right. We don't. It, it proves that we didn't do a good job. It proves the economy. It proves how many people die. It proves how, how bad they were. So you're absolutely right. I agree with you 100% on that. Sal, how did it hit you? We don't need that. We don't need that. No, we really don't. You know, we have so much more that we could spend our money on. Salvador, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. You know, you think about all the things we could be spending our tax dollars on, that it would have to come to that. 1-800-283-101.5. My responsibility as governor demands a full and comprehensive review of how the state was prepared and responded to the pandemic so that we could take the steps to better prepare future administrations for a public health crisis. If you think you did a good job, you don't need anybody to tell you you did a good job. And if everybody's telling you you did a good job, I mean, the proof is there. We see the results. We see the other report which is report what, to, to offset the other report. But if you did such a good job, sit down and write your memoirs. What advice would you, who lived through the pandemic, give to the next person, future administrations, for a public health crisis? Why do you need the approval of a Philadelphia law firm? I mean, there's a question to ask. And what is it you're going to learn from them? There's already enough opinions out there of how well Governor Murphy did during this pandemic. But that's okay. They're going to tell him what he wants to hear. All the politicians all hang out together. They're going to help each other so that if Governor Murphy wants to make a presidential run, there'll be some people there who are favor to. Have something to say on New Jersey 101.5? Speak your mind now at 800-283-1015. AXW Trenton, WKXW HD. That's all right. I'll get you through tonight, Steve Trebleese. Tomorrow night we got Trevian, music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. Gemini, the very funny Gemini, and I will be performing at the uh, Hibernian Club in Hamilton this Saturday night. You must come. Eric Potts will be there as well. It's going to be a very funny show. Gemini will be here tomorrow night. Justin Gonzalez will be here tomorrow night. When he's not being funny, he's singing like Freddie Mercury because he's a tenor, you know. And uh, who else is going to be here? I forget. Uh, Rick Adon is out directing somewhere. He's not going to be here tomorrow. Uh, Thursday night, we got Guy Matson coming in. Uh, Jersey Pizza joints, Jersey Sandwich joints, Jersey Meatball joints. And the uh, guy's coming in with, uh, I think, uh, the, the guy who owns Maruka's Pizza. And we're going to have a feast. Meet the balls. You go on nj1015.com and you get Pika's Picks. The top seven best places to get meatballs, and about 20,000 people have checked it out already. So now we got another meatball, got another meatball guy coming in, another meatball coming in at uh, Thursday night for Jersey's opening lines. So that's what's coming up. And uh, right now, though, you know, it's, it's the season. It's the season, the holiday season. Everybody's tipping everybody. And <clears throat> you're going to see this topic everywhere, how much you tip this guy, how much you tip that guy. And that's all well and good when it's your decision, you know? Uh, even like when people put the tip jars up. And I have no problem with the tip jars, whatever people can do to make money. If it were up to me, Ryan would have a tip jar next to the phone. 
And then when people call in, I, I can get you to the front of the line if you want to, you know, put a little dial on your credit card. You know, I wouldn't be bad. He wouldn't mind, right? Uh, or maybe, like, we'd be playing outside of a club somewhere with a little, instead of the hat, you know, he'd be there with the phone and a little hat. You want to make a call, he throws money. Throw money in the hat. Ryan will make the call. But it's one thing when you get to decide, you know, subtly, whether or not you want to leave a tip. Like, they're leaving a tip jar there. Hey, see the tip jar? It's one thing. Now, if you go over to the cashier, and they're looking at you and looking at the tip jar and looking at you and looking at the tip jar, that I'm not crazy about. What I'm really not crazy about is when you go up to pay for your food or drink or merch or whatever, and you have to put it on your credit card, and the credit card screen lights up with a button, do you want to leave a tip? And standing right in front of you is the person who is giving you the coffee. And that's what's happening at Starbucks. And it's freaking people out. It's embarrassing the Starbucks workers. From the New York Post. <clears throat> in a viral TikTok video, a Starbucks employee reenacts the humiliating moment when customers are asked to pay using their credit cards because the automated system is programmed to ask for a tip. Social anxiety, Marisa Tate's Riley captioned the video. Viewed over six million times on the platform, the clip shows a Starbucks drive through worker as they scurry away and hide their face just after asking customers to sign for their purchase via a credit card. <clears throat> In a comment, the worker clarified they are not able to turn the feature off meaning every customer gets asked if they'd like to tip. When the tips are collected, they're sent to one pot that gets divvied up between the shift staffers according to the number of hours they worked that week. So it's not like you gave me great service, so I want to give you a tip. No, no, no. I'm going to go in, I'm going to put a tip in the pool, and it's going to get divided among the staffers depending on how many hours they worked that week. I, I, I don't like any part of this, do you? 1-800-283-101.5. Are you on board with Starbucks asking you if you like to leave a tip? Have you ever been in a situation where someone, you know, like you're in front of the person and you're being asked, should they be doing this? I can't even think, think of a company that would do this. I mean, the tip jar is one thing. If you have a problem with the tip jar, don't put a tip in. You know, I mean, there are people who, it's one thing when the server is getting paid less and they're making their money on tips. It's another thing when the person's already being paid, you know, the, the wage, and then they leave the tip jar up there. And God bless them if they get tips. I'm not saying I wouldn't leave a tip. I usually do. Usually what happens? You know, you take your change, you put the change in there. Or you round it off, like if it's like uh, over 50 cents, I'll put a dollar plus whatever's left in there. I want people to make money. But how do you feel about this thing? 1-800-283-101.5. Should Starbucks be asking you, not the employee, not the barista, but Starbucks, should they be asking you if you want to leave a tip when you pay on your credit card? That should be an option. That if you want to leave the tip, if one thing, you know, it could, it could flash up on your card, Maybe there's a screen, and you decide. But it's just humiliating. It's embarrassing. And, and you're not even tipping the person in front of you. It just puts the, the employee in a bad position. 
in an embarrassing position. Do they have to put the sad eyes on? Like when they, they get the credit card, they pay, they look over at you and you're the employee. You put the sad eyes on and the powdery lips. You know, you put pictures of, you, pictures of little children around you <laughs> sitting sitting in the desert. Flies. <laughs> 1-800-283-101.5. I mean, it's just so, I don't know, tacky. I want to throw something else out there as well. Ryan and I were talking about this during the break. You know, if you're a coffee drinker, you know, now we have Starbucks and we have Dunkin' Donuts and uh, whatever else we have. You know, Rook. Um, what was the coffee that you drank as a kid? And what is the coffee that you're drinking now? Side topic. I mean, how do you feel about Starbucks asking you if you want to leave a tip in front of the employee? Uh, but also, what is the coffee that you drank in your youth? And what are you drinking now? Bob is on the Parkway on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Bob. Hey, Steve. Hi. How are you? I'm good, pal. How are you? I'm good like wood. All right. Always good to be like wood. <laughs> so go ahead. <laughs> I, uh, I just want to make a comment in regards to what you were talking about, uh, paying with a tip. Right. And you said the Starbucks has the option uh, when you pay out that they ask for a tip. I got one better. Got I was at Jersey Mike's, and I was buying a sandwich. Right. And as I was paying for the sandwich, the girl who was ringing me up uh, gave me the total, and then she flat out said, how much of a tip do you want to leave? What did you say? I was, I was flabbergasted. I, I said, uh, $2. Uh, was it was it a good tip? I mean, what am I? See, at that at that point, that should that shouldn't be. I don't know. You know, in a way, they're kind of trying to help you, and in another way, you know, they're trying to be nice. But in another way, it's kind of overbearing and rude. Because what if you don't want to leave a tip? Or what if you what if for whatever reason you can't leave a tip? Right. So uh, so my wife she got mad at me. She said, "Well, she's serving you." And I and I told my wife, I said, "Well, let's go to McDonald's and you leave the tip." Everybody works there. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. Is Jersey Mike like a tip cup kind of place, or how does that work? Uh, well, uh, I've only been in there like twice, and that was the last time I was there, and I don't think I'll be coming back to Jersey Mike. No, Jersey Mike's a good guy. Jersey Mike is a good place, I know. Cause, but my, my question, though, is this. I've never, again, I've never been in a Jersey Mike's, so I don't know. Like, cause some sub places, like, you know, you go, you pay for your sandwich, and they'll have a tip jar, but the person making the sandwich is getting minimum wage or more. Now, I'm sure the person making the sandwich isn't getting, like, restaurant server wages like 2 $3 an hour. So, at that point, if they're getting, you know, $8, $10, an hour, and you want to you wanna tip them in the tip jar, that's up to you. But for them to say to you, I mean, when she says, how much are you making? Or you, you, when he says, how much of a tip do you want to leave? You say, well, I don't know. How much are you making on this? And if they say, I get $15, $16, $17 an hour, then you say, well, nothing. Or you say, I'll leave you a couple of dollars. But if they're saying, I get $3 and I'm working off tips, well, then you leave them the percentage. You know what I'm saying? Right. But let, let me eat the sandwich first. Then if the sandwich is good, I'll come back and I'll give you a good gratuity. There's another piece. There's an, Bob, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. What if you, you did that, then the sandwich sucks. And now you're like, now you're mad at yourself. 1-800-283-101.5. Starbucks is asking you, uh, if you pay by credit card, how much of a tip you want to leave in front of the server, the barista, person collecting. 
And on top of that, your tip isn't going to the person. Your tip is going to the whole place to be divided up uh, according to how many hours people worked. Your thoughts, 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelisse. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. Stop. New Jersey 101.5, make it your most delicious holiday ever with a free $100 gift card to Tuscany Specialty Foods and Catering. Listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter it on our NJ1015 app to win and get ready for a free holiday feast with a $100 Tuscany Specialty Foods gift card. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsors, Tuscany Specialty Foods and Catering in Marlboro, Manalpin, and Frio. Good luck in season's eatings from New Jersey 101.5. So you go to Starbucks. You order your food, your coffee, whatever you're going to get. You double frappe, mocha frappe, latte, mocha frappe, latte. Okay, you do that. And uh, you pay uh, with a credit card. And on the thing, it says, do you want to leave a tip? And there's the barista. What do you do? Why do you do? I put it up on my Twitter, and uh, I got tweeted back. Unfortunately, we don't have an option. I and many other baristas would rather not have to ask. However, our card reader has no way to cancel it, and we can be sued for pressing the button for the customer. I would bring this issue up with corporate if you wish to complain. I don't want to complain. I don't want to go to corporate. I have a radio audience. And then uh, Adrian says, I try to be respectful and look away. I can assure you that no barista cares if you don't tip so long as you show us respect when interacting. And I totally get that. And I tweeted back to Adrian that, you know, I totally get it. It's not her. It's the company. She should never be put in such an embarrassing position. All right, let's go to uh, Sal's in Hillsborough, New Jersey, 101.5. Salvador. Hi, Stevie. Thanks for taking the call, brother. What are you thinking? So, first of all, I agree with you. It puts you in a very awkward position. But I have a question that you might want to ask the person who's responding to you from Starbucks about this corporate situation. Maybe Starbucks is scamming by paying them server wages, and then these tips are being added to their paycheck so that they don't have to pay minimum wage, but they pay server minimum wage. And if that's the case, they're saving millions of dollars by doing that. I don't think that's the case. I think that I don't think they can do that because they're, you know, they're, you know, the baristas. That's not I, I, I own two coffee shops. You know, one in Seattle City, one in Ocean Grove. And you don't do that. You have to pay the minimum wage. It's not a server position. I was just thinking. Yeah, no, I, I get it, but I would, I would highly doubt that. If that, if that were the case, then everybody everywhere, because then they would, they would say that, and they don't. This is like a tip jar situation. Would you like to leave a tip? Sal, what was the coffee you drank in your youth? Me? Oh, I would always drink Medalla d'Oro. And what are you drinking now? I don't drink Medallador anymore because I can't find it. Now I drink Cafe Bustelo. Oh, look at this. Man's real Italiano. He goes after the so good stuff. Have as skinny as you get. You got it. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. <laughs> TJ's in freehold on New Jersey 101.5. TJ, what are you thinking? Uh, Steve. So, uh, first, let's answer the coffee thing first. Okay. So, um, when I was a kid, I remember going to the supermarket. We had the food town in Farmingdale. And, uh, right. They had a, a little machine up front there at every register, and you, oh, you buy yeah. the beans and you grind it up and put it in the little bag. And I can't remember the name of the coffee, but eight I, I want to say it was eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. That was A and P. A and P was the eight o'clock coffee. 
o'clock or super super fresh is eight o'clock coffee yeah so what was the one at farmington i don't remember at that food town i don't remember but i remember having that but now i'm a cheap bastard <laughs> i don't spend a lot of money on coffee but I, I usually do buy uh chock full of nuts hazelnut which i find is really delightful really when i was a kid <laughs> i drank the chock full of nuts and now i drank chock full of nuts then i went to maxwell house then i went to folgers now i drink the duncan and if i ever had to go back like one time we didn't have it and i found some folgers and i'm like what is this no offense to folgers i just my you know my my i guess my coffee taste buds have been trained but yeah you know can you can't go back to what you were drinking as a kid but when I, when I go on vacation, sometimes I try um, a food line down in the south, down on the Outer Banks. Uh-huh. They got um, uh, like a French vanilla by their, their food brand, you know, line brand. And I know it's made by one of the major manufacturers or whatever, and they just put the, the food line of brand on it. But that's pretty tasty, too. Um, but like getting to the barista thing and the whole tip nonsense. Right. So I've come across this a couple times. Most of the time, I don't get coffee out. I get it at the Wawa or whatever, and I, or yeah, I don't go to like Starbucks. I don't go to Panera that often, you know, once in a blue moon. So when it comes to that, and I've come across that even in like brewery places where you get like sample beer, it comes up on the card. What would you like to leave as a tip? And it's like, you know what? The way I look at it, if if I'm just coming in to purchase the item and take it out, you're really not doing a service you're just handing me the item it's getting rung up so there's really no need for the tip i have no problem with that if, if they're really doing a service and they're serving you food then I, you know I'm, I'm good with giving them you know 15 percent or 20 percent or whatever it is yeah but this isn't see what the, the thing here it's it's even if you have a tip jar the thing here tj is it's not the baristas what happens is you're you're the barista you work there You now, somebody orders the coffee, you hand them the cup of coffee. Okay, I'm going to pay by my credit card. And when they go to the credit card, it says, do you want to leave a tip? Now, they're they're watching you. They're watching you as to whether or not you're going to you know, hit that button and how much you're going to put in. And it's embarrassing for you if you don't, because and for them. On the one hand, it's kind of like you're putting them on a spot. Both of you are being put on an uncomfortable position here. Because what if you don't want to leave a tip? The question of the serving it, though. So did they actually mix it up? Did they put sugar in there for you? Did they put some cream in there? Well, you have a dollar for doing that. Okay, but if they're not doing it, you don't know what they're doing. But the thing is, what they've done, they've handed you the coffee. Somebody gave them the coffee. So now they're saying, you know, if they're saying you don't leave it. You Do you want to leave a tip? Maybe you don't want to leave a tip. So if you don't want to leave a tip, then you come off as the bad guy. Well, you know what? That's just, are you frequenting that place all the time and are you going to be that bad guy consistently? Then you got to live with that, that label. But I mean, if they're doing some type of service, they're throwing a little sugar, a little milk in there, well, maybe they deserve a buck. That's right. the way I look at it. If, if they're just, like you, you go to McDonald's, you said that, you know, you're just handed a tray with a burger and, and whatever. They're really not doing so much. They're just taking it off the shelf. They're putting it on the, the plate, and there it is. But if they do that, and then you give them the credit card, and then they say, do you want to leave a tip? Do, would you look them in the eye and say no? I have no problem saying no. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. All right. That's what they're going to do. Right, Chad. He's a big tipper. He leaves all kinds of money. Oh yeah, oh, huge, yeah. Pulls out that huge. bankroll. <laughs> One, two. Oh three. yeah. All right, what was the coffee you drank in your youth? 
In my youth, you know, growing up in Ohio, there's a chain of uh, coffee and donut shops in the Midwest in Canada called Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's You're a hockey player. Tim, Yeah, exactly. Tim Hortons French Vanilla Coffee. That was my go-to in high school. And what are you drinking now? Now I typically do like a cold brew or an iced coffee or like an iced latte with milk, no sugar. Though. The Dunkin'. Duncan, I prefer I prefer Starbucks, Starbucks but I'll, I I don't have a Starbucks close to me, so I like when I wake up I'll usually just do the Duncan. We'll do a GoFundMe. We'll get a Starbucks. Oh right yeah, no yeah. Problem. Let's make that happen. Down the block. Yeah. I swear. In your building, no problem. It's <laughs> nine thirty. Now the latest New Jersey news. Weather brought to you by Parks Casino. Join Dennis and Judy for an intimate comedy night at Parks Casino on December first. Meet your favorite host and watch them do stand-up. Tickets are extremely limited, just $20. Get them today at parkscasino.com slash comedy. Dennis and Judy, very funny on the stage. I know. Ah, la, la, la. All right, so you go to Starbucks. You place your order. And the barista's behind the register. You pay with your credit card. And now it says, do you want to leave a tip? And you look over at the barista, and she's got the little puppy eyes, and she's got the pouty lips, and the pictures of all the kids that she's got to serve, you know, take care of, or maybe it's a guy, same thing, right? Do you leave the tip? Do you feel like you're on the spot here? Do you feel like you're stuck with it? Because that tip that you leave is not only for the barista, it's for everybody that works in the Starbucks, based on the amount of hours that they work that week. How do you want to leave your tip? Pete's and Ewing on New Jersey 101.5. What's up, kiddo? Hey, pal. How was your Thanksgiving? Good. How about you? Oh, it was fantastic, man. But uh, let's see. First off, the coffee, you know, that I used to drink, it was the best part of waking up. Ah, Folgers. There you go. In your cup, right? Yeah, I used to drink the Folgers. I mean, like, I had a, I loved Folgers. I had a great taste for it. Now I go back, and it tastes, it's, it's like, different because I'm, I'm so, my, my taste buds have been reprogrammed, so to speak. Yeah, I really am not a big coffee drinker anymore. I mean, I had a, I had an iced coffee today, mm-hmm. and, oh, I was wired. Man, I'm a huge coffee drinker. You take it away from me. I take it intravenously. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I must have, like, six, uh-huh. seven cups a day. Oh, Lord. Sound like my uncle. He would have, like, you know, two pots. Right. There you go. I had one pot in the morning, and one, when I did traffic, literally, when I did uh, the traffic on DHA and Alice and all that, I would do a pot of coffee from 6 to 9 and another pot of coffee from Work 3 to 7. Day. Yeah. All day and night. You're always working. Well, you're up and you're down. If you're up, you do the coffee, and then you crash in the midday. Then you wake up and do the coffee, and you crash again at night. And constantly going to the bathroom. Who is that? Let's see, um, I'm not a big Starbucks person, but I want to know how much per, uh, percentage, um, you know, the company is getting of those tips because they got to be dipping their hands in it. And no, according, according to this, they're not. I mean, basically, what it is, the tip gets the the pot gets sent to the pot. The pot gets divided up between the shift staffers. Uh, according to the number of hours they work that week. I don't, I don't think Starbucks is taking the tips. It, it reminds me of uh, this breakfast place I go to around here, and um, most of the time it's the owners working. Yeah, and but that's different. The I mean, machine, they, they deserve the tip, too, if the owner's working. No, they're the owners. I, I was always raised, you don't tip the owner. 
Well, I was always raised, if the guy, if you want to leave the tip, who cares where it's going, right? Once you gave that gift, they do whatever they want with it. But the machine always forces, like you were saying earlier, it always brings up the tip screen. And even the owner is asking me, did you want to leave a tip? No, because, you know, you're charging me nine bucks for a breakfast sandwich. I agree. But then you get to say no. But then, like, it's different, like, with the employee. It just puts the, it puts the, puts the owner in a bad position. You know, I mean, at least the owner, you're giving him feedback and what he can do to better improve his place. But, I mean, with the with the minimum wage person or the guy, you know, the, the girl behind the counter, she has no idea. She, you know, she's just doing her job. And it's uncomfortable when she has to say, you know, and, and even the baristas are saying, like, I'm getting response on Twitter saying, look, we're okay if you say no. It just puts them, they, they feel embarrassed by it. I feel like it's panhandling in a way. No, again, you put him in that position, and thanks for the call. I mean, you know, and again, it, it's you, it, it does. Like, he's right in that it makes it seem like the server is asking for the tip, or you feel uncomfortable by not tipping. And both you uncomfortable, you know, in that position, so is the person behind the counter. They don't want to ask you if you want a tip, but the screen is asking you. But they're left standing there. 1-800-283-101.5. Philly Funk, one of my listeners, one of my guys. Trev, it's the weirdest thing. Earlier this month, I went to a drive through Starbucks, and the barista tells me she hates this and pulled out a credit card swipe machine. And whether I like to add $1, $2, $3, or $4 as a tip, I gave her a monetary tip. Just odd. And you know what? <clears throat> I'm not saying you shouldn't tip. What I'm saying is you shouldn't be asked to tip. That's uncomfortable. Right? I mean, do you can you think of any other place? I mean, you go to a restaurant, the the server doesn't give you the food, give you the check and say, "Would you like to tip me?" Or maybe like if they're getting stiffed, they should walk outside. Or, "Hey man, maybe you forgot. Did you want to leave a tip?" One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. I mean, that's just kind of odd. Ryan Bissell, my producer, who I never tip, although he does ask. He's going to you want to leave me a tip today? No, no, not today. Have a little tip jar next to the phone, right? Plays his plays his guitar. I'll, I'll can, I'm going to keep asking until I, I start getting something from you. You keep working um, on that. Well, <laughs> Give me better prizes. We work with. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Zach is in Burlington. Zach, what are your thoughts? Oh, yeah, like, uh, so I was thinking about the, uh, like, it's, I feel like it's, what it does, it plays against your emotions. Yes, it uh, does. It, it absolutely. It, it make, nobody ever wants to be the bad guy in life. Nobody ever wants to be the Grinch. Everybody wants to be Jolly Chris Well, would you leave a tip if somebody, you know, when you're in that position, right, and there you are about to leave the tip, would you leave the tip or would you just say no and walk away? Now, if it was just me, like, just my, me by myself, no. But if I was winning, like, five, six, seven cups, that was, like, you're making something, definitely making the stress to comfort, like, on the, uh, on the staff, then, yeah, I'd throw five, six bucks in that way if it's, like, a big order. But if it's a one, like, one, two-cup order, no. 
All right, man. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Hey, guys. Bill Spady. This season, New Jersey 101.5 collects teddy bears for New Jersey State PBA. We call them Feel Better Bears. You can help make New Jersey police kids. You can help New Jersey police make kids feel better during emergencies with a teddy bear to hug. To find your closest bear drop-off location or buy a bear online, visit our app or nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsors, All-American Auto Group, Rob Dukansky of Remax First Advantage. And Trinity Rehab this holiday. Give a kid a feel better bear. And thanks from all of us here at New Jersey 101.5. All right, 1 800 283 101.5. Here's the question uh, Starbucks is now asking you if you want to leave a tip when you're buying something, if you're paying by credit card. Now, the problem with that is that when they're doing that, you're standing in front of you know, a barista, a server, someone behind the counter. And they're watching you. They feel uncomfortable because they have to be there. You feel kind of, do you feel kind of weird making that decision on whether or not you want to give them a tip with them standing there watching you? It's uncomfortable. Naturally, nine times out of ten, if you're a decent human being, you're going to leave the tip. You're going to say, I'll leave you something. Now, that money, that tip, is not going to the person on the other side of the counter that's staring you in the face or trying to look away. That tip is going to every, it's going to a pot, which is going to be divided by all the Starbucks workers based on the amount of hours that they work. So now, if you say, you know, I want to leave you a couple of bucks, how much of that couple of bucks will that person actually get? You're tipping people you don't even know. Is that a good way to do this? Is this a good practice? 1-800-283-101.5. There's a TikTok video that a Starbucks employee put out that's got over 6 million hits of someone just kind of running and hiding that they just don't want to deal with this. I'm getting tweeted by baristas at Real Steve Trev who are telling me they hate it. They're cool if you don't tip. Just be nice to them. And I'll tell you, man, as a guy who's owned two coffee shops, one in Seattle City, coffee.comedy, one Notion Grove, the Daily Grind, not anymore, but I did. The, the abuse that these kids take from these entitled people who are on vacation, and they should get their ass kissed because they're on vacation, uh, or that, or they'll just, you know, abuse them. You get, I knew I had a radio guy go in there and wouldn't pay because you know who I am? And uh, my father-in-law told him exactly who he was and threw him out. <laughs> One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. I want to know how you feel about this. And here's the other thing too: what was the coffee? Because you know our coffee tastes have changed. What was the coffee that you grew up on? You know the coffee from the, the you know the grandma made in the percolator. The coffee. I don't, they don't even have percolated coffee anymore. You know what a percolator is, Ryan? Uh. Nuts. Is that like a like a little pot? Thing? It's a little pot that's got like a stem, and in the stem there's a, a little basket that goes on top of the stem, and you put the coffee in there, then you put the water underneath. Uh -huh. right? you, put, you fill the pot up with water, you put the stem in, then you put the basket, which goes on top of the stem, and you put the coffee in there, then you put the top on, okay. and it's got a little glass thing on top, and uh, it used to, like Maxwell House jingle, that, 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 and it would, and, and, and it would percolate to the music. 
I don't think anyone's had, I don't know if anybody still uses percolated coffee. I, I, I have a good. coffee maker. I pour, you know, I have Mr. Coffee. I do it that way. I mean, I, I, that sounds really, really high tech and like, like no, a lot of steps. High I tech, mean, it's old fashioned. You put it on a stove well, I mean, and you waited forever. I mean, with the, with the what I use now, like what I drink now, I drink the the Keurig, the K cups they call them. You know, right. like that that seems like to be way easier because you just got the little thing in there. Yeah, but you can't the, control the blend. You're stuck with whatever's in that little cup. Well, like that. with me, yeah. I'll do like five scoops of coffee. Uh, five and scoops. I do five scoops of coffee, and then I do five on the on the on the water. Yeah, and I drink it like that. Five and cups of coffee. And it pours me like yeah, with the eight ounce cups. I eight ounce cups. I, I do an eight ounce cup on my way to get the coffee. One eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. So, what was the coffee you drank in your youth? Uh, my parents didn't allow me to drink coffee. They didn't allow you to drink coffee. No, they did. Really? No, they said it would stunt my growth, but a whole heck of a lot that did. <laughs> you should have drank the coffee. Only, yeah, it, wouldn't, it wasn't worth I it. I had to go my life. When I was a kid, I mean, like a little, a little baby, I never got. My kids don't drink coffee because they don't like it. Really? Yeah, or they just, uh, we never gave it to them, but I've never had a problem with coffee. Dominski and Doyle. I listen to you guys every day, so I appreciate you guys keeping me entertained on the radio. Wow. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, Bernardo. So wait, we're supposed to be entertained? <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. Weekday afternoons, 2 till 7, on New Jersey 101.5 and NJ1015.com. WKXW Trenton, WKXWHD. A nine, Steve Trevelis. Can you believe 21 years ago yesterday we lost George Harrison? He wrote this song, and when you think of the lyrics, think of George. Takes on a whole new meaning, doesn't it? Ah, uh, what a story. It was uh, November 29, 2001. Harrison died at a property belonging to Paul McCartney on Heather Road in Beverly Hills. He was 58 years old. Died in the company of his wife, Olivia, his son, Danny, Robbie Shankar, and Shankar's wife and daughter, and Hare Krishna devotees who chanted verses from the Bhagavad uh, Gita. His final message to the world, as he relayed in a statement by Olivia and Donnie, was, everything else can wait, for the search for God cannot wait. Love one another. How about that? He knew when he went to Paul's, he was going there to die. Uh, 21 years ago, George Harrison. Salute. All right. And you hear Ringo do this, and he wrote this from Ringo. And even when Ringo does it in concert, he says the same thing. You know, when Ringo does it, he'd be like, yeah, this is all about George now. And when you hear the words, I heard Rick Allen do this when I was at YSP uh, many, many years ago. And uh, he did the rap. And uh, the late, great Rick Allen of the Ricky Mess. It really does take on new meaning. Alright, 1-800-283-101.5 Back to the show Go to nj1015.com And check out my thoughts on Businesses that are taking away Customer service Phone support 
when I I don't want to deal with these people. And there are more and more of them. Frontier Airlines, not like I'd want to deal with Frontier Airlines. Anyway, Frontier Airlines has now eliminated telephone customer service. They're a low-cost airline to begin with. They'll charge you for anything and everything as an extra. But they have stopped picking up the phone last Saturday. According to their spokesperson, uh, we have found that most customers prefer communicating via digital channels. B.S. I totally call B.S. on that. They can now receive information as expeditiously and efficiently as possible. Again, I call B.S. I want to know the person that doesn't want. When they're in trouble... And they want to know what's going on, right? When there's a problem, do you rather pick up the phone and talk to somebody? Or would you rather go digital? Would you rather get into the chat? If you call Frontier Airlines now, you get this recorded message. At Frontier, we offer the lowest fares in the industry by operating our airline as efficiently as possible. We want our customers to be able to operate efficiently as well, which is why we make it easy to find what you need at front, uh, flyfrontier.com or on our mobile app. We have a chat service available 24-7. Personally, when I have a problem with my flight or anything in business, I'm not looking for the chat service. I want a human being. Not all problems can be categorized. Sometimes there are unique situations that require personal assistance. Yet more and more companies are making it harder and harder to get that person on the phone when you so want to talk to them. So I'm going to ask you, 1-800-283-101.5, would you deal with a company that doesn't have phone support customer service? Or have you ever had to deal with a company and have to go through the hell that is the apps and the texts and the chats and all that, are you better off getting the problem solved that way or would you rather be on the phone? Now, of course, there are some companies that penalize you for being on the phone by putting someone on who speaks the most broken, un-understandable English possible, and you have no idea what country they're from or what language they're speaking, and they're trying to communicate with you and they're trying to solve your problem and you get put on eternal hold, or you get transferred around so much that you actually feel relieved when they finally cut you off and hang up on you. And you have to go through the whole process all over again. You know, there are companies like TD Bank or T-Mobile that when you call, they will have a human being that you can speak to. And I respect that, and I like that, I love that. Because if I do have a problem, you know, what about that person? That person who gets on the phone and goes the extra mile to solve your problem, doesn't that do more for the company? Doesn't that give you more good public relations? That all it takes is that one person to help that one customer, and they could end up getting so many more customers. There's so much more goodwill simply because they took the time. And the companies claim, well, we're saving money by eliminating the customer service person. We have to pay them. Yeah. And that's the same argument that the gas stations make when uh, they say, well, if we, if we get rid of the pumping of the gas, we could save money. Now, that's the truth. But the prices would get lower because of competition. Kevin is in New Jersey, of all places, on New Jersey 101.5. Kevin, where are you? How are you doing? I'm on actually 522 right now. Uh... Coming up from Lawrenceville. All right, Kevin, what are you thinking? 
Well, what I'm thinking is, you know, when I heard this, it's just one of the things that outraged me, outraged, you know, it's outraging to me right now because, like, you try to get cable companies, you try to get the phone companies, and you have to go through robots. Yeah. Okay, because they don't want to talk to you. Why? You have to you just keep on going. I have no idea. I know. They want to take your money, but so they you don't just, want to talk to you. You just sit there and say, agent, 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 agent. Okay, and then another robot comes on. It's just so freaking frustrating. And yeah. more like that. It's just, it's just absolutely absurd. Well, they're getting to the point where, and it's going to happen, where you're not even going to, you could say, speak to a representative as, as much as you want. You're not going to get one. They're just going to keep, for, for this, hit that. For this, hit that. For this, hit that. Well, what do you got? You're too busy to answer the phone? Exactly. The most important. your money. Yeah. They want your money. They want your money. That is no problem. Yeah, when they when they come looking for you, wouldn't it be great? Don't pay your bill. And when they come looking for you, just put them in voicemail hell. For Actually, I, I, I'm doing that right now with someone because it was an online thing, and you can't get them. So I changed my credit card, and now they, they're looking for payments. And I'm saying, listen, I canceled this thing, but you guys didn't want to talk to me. Hey, you know what? For, for you know what? For one, you know, to talk to me, press one. <laughs> what would you like to talk to me about? Is it A? Is it B? Is it C? And just mess with him. Kevin, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. All right, your thoughts. You know, companies claim they'll save money by cutting the phone support, and they're going to pass those savings along for you. Yeah, right. Right. These are the same people that believe that uh, they, they're going to get cheaper gas if they eliminate the guy pumping it. Like I said, that'll happen because of a competitive market. But as for phone support customer service, if they want my business, they should at least talk to me. How do you feel about that? You know, uh, have you, what has your experience been like? Like, give me a company that you had a good experience through with phone customer service. You can give me a billion that you had a bad experience with. It's like they almost they penalize you for having the audacity to call them with a problem. And now, you know, would you deal with a company that didn't have phone support customer service? 1-800-283-101.5. Do you like it better? And also, like, if you've had an experience, if you had a positive experience where you were able to get a problem solved, maybe I'm just old school. You know, if, there, if you really believe that it's better, you know what? I don't have to deal with the guy on the phone. I have to deal with all the BS. I just go on the prompt. I go online. I type in my problem, bop, 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 and I'm out. Tell me that. Because I've never seen that happen. So many problems are unique that need to be explained to a human being. They need to be understood by a human being so that they can solve the problem. Not everything fits in to the menu items that they give you. And if you have a problem that doesn't fit, well, then you're screwed. And the only thing I can tell you at that point is get out. Just get out, run away, run away, find another place. Here's fast traffic. 4.5 wants to light up your holiday, and you can win $1,000. Show us your home, tree, yard, anything that makes our Jersey holidays merry and bright. Share a picture of your dazzling lights on our app on nj1015.com. Get in to win $1,000. Thanks to our sponsor, Wawa. Grab your holiday gift cards at Wawa today. This holiday season, light it up. You could win $1,000 from New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevel Ace. All right, so the phone customer service is disappearing. There's a whole bunch of places where they've taken it out. And now uh, Frontier Airlines is the latest one. How do you feel about the phone customer service? Do you, would you deal with a company 
that wouldn't let you call them with a complaint, that would make you go through apps and chats and websites and stuff like that, prompts, texts, or would you, do you really want to talk to a human being? If you're in business, I guess most places, you know, small business can't afford, they have to talk to you. But I mean, you're really cutting out a major, I, I believe, now tell me what you think, but I believe that if you had someone answering the phone, the money that it would cost you would come back if they were doing a good job, of course. In the business that you would get from the word of mouth, from all the people that you helped. No? I mean, if you have no trouble, you know, if you're able to get your problem solved going through app chats, you know, going through prompts, and getting into that hell that no matter who you're calling. I know, I know a company, a computer company, two guys. That's it, two guys. And it's the same BS. You have reached... Here are our menu options, as they have changed. The menu options always change, because they don't want you to tune out. For one, do this, and you press it, and the same guy answers the phone. <laughs> How you doing? What are you guys doing over there? You're too busy to answer the phone. But, I mean, as a, as a customer, does that bother you? Have you ever had a good experience without in customer service without the use of the phone without being able to get on the phone and explain to somebody you know and when you i guess part of the problem too is they can't find anybody to do it you know because the social skills of people today just aren't what they used to be you know kids grow up buried in social media you know they got their head in their phone so as far as interaction goes and i guess as we've been talking about the pandemic for the last couple of hours which has pretty much taking social skills away from so many, that now you got to get on a phone and be nice to somebody. It must be really, really hard to find that person, that really good customer service person. And when you find them, they're gold. And I guess that for all the, for the one good one, there must be about, I don't know, 50 bad ones. You know, there are guys, the expression, everybody wants a job, nobody wants to work. You know, how many guys would get those jobs? And they just, well, hold on, may I help you? And then there are companies that, you know, that are really, really good. And when you get the guy on the phone, when you get that customer service guy, they go the extra mile. And I believe they're so important to the company. And more and more companies want to get rid of them. Cost-cutting measures. Has anyone saved money because they got rid of the customer service guy? Have you seen a noticeable decline? No. 1-800-283-101.5. But how do you feel about it? If you want my money, why won't you talk to me? Right? I mean, would it be great? You should be able to put prompts on your phone when somebody calls you. Wouldn't that be nice? Have a fake one. Do like, do like Seinfeld, uh, Kramer in the Seinfeld episode with movie phone. Press 1 if you want to talk to me. Why don't you just tell me what you want? one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. So uh, basically, you call Frontier Airlines and they tell you we offer the lowest fares in the industry by operating our airline as efficiently as possible. I.e., we fired the phone guy. We want our customers to be able to operate efficiently as well, which is why we made it. E oh yeah, so you're not operating efficiently if you call them with a problem. 
So the fact that you're on the phone, you're not operating efficiently, which is why we make it easy to find what you need at flyfrontier.com. So that means, I guess, that website, they would have to guess every possible problem. Same thing when you call banks, right? I mean, it's just how many times? It's such a waste of time that every time you call somebody, a business, you get the, you know, you go into prompt hell. And you're sitting there like a jackass. Speak to a representative. Speak to a representative. Speak to a, okay, to get you to the right person, tell us that. Speak to the representative. Speak. Finally, they relent. They wave the white flag. And now you're going to have this conversation. You're in a bad mood. And I feel bad for the person you're going to talk to. And it's not their fault. It's the company's fault. Their company's fault. Because now these people have to deal with you pissed off. You weren't pissed off when you called. You were okay when you called. But after going through voicemail prompt hell, now you're upset. And you finally got through to the person. And then what? You know, then, then they barely speak a word of English or something you can understand to try to pass off as English. And you got to go through that. And then they send you to the next person. You got to explain the whole thing all over again. Each one, can I help you? I don't know what you're talking about. And how many times? It's almost like it's like you're in a like you're in a prison or war camp, you know. And this is how they're going to get the information out of you. Hi, can I help you? All right, I'll tell you. I can't do this anymore. That must be what hell is like. It's a series of voicemail prompts. You know, you go in, you get down there. It's like, okay, where are you going to go? You know, are you going to heaven? Or are you going to hell? When you go to heaven, there's someone answering the phone. Hi, may I help you? Come right this way. You going to hell? Hello, and thank you for calling the afterlife. <laughs> for heaven, press one. Not you. <laughs> uh, 1-800-283-101.5. So where are you on this? Another business eliminates phone support from customer service. I've got the um, post at nj1015.com. See that? I I'll tell you one good thing about this show. When you call this show, I don't have someone answering the phone making you go through prompts. I don't have an automated producer. I have a live human being. Ryan Bissell himself is sitting at that phone. He doesn't say, press 1 to talk to Steve. Press 2, what do you want to talk to Steve about? Do you want to A, tell him to go, hmm? Do you want to B, tell him how great he sounds? <laughs> how about that? See that? It's the, it's the last vestige. New Jersey 101.5, the last place that you can actually call and have a human being answer the phone and not ask you, unless, of course, you call the business office, in which case you're going into voicemail hell. <laughs> so Frontier Airlines, uh, the latest. And more and more messages, more and more places are getting rid of the voicemail, are getting rid of the phone customer service. You a fan of the phone support? I mean, I prefer to speak to a human being than go through an automated prompt. Um, Have you ever had success going through the automated prompt? Never. I know. Never. I say, why do you do this no, to people? It's a waste of my time. And you go crazy. You know what? You get so annoyed. You get so aggravated mm -hmm. by the time you actually get somebody that that poor person's got to deal with your wrath. And yeah, no, no, <laughs> you were in a good mood when you called. Right. They put you in the bad mood. Yeah, 15 minutes later, after I argue with the automation to get me to speak to a live person, then, yeah, then I'm really patient at that point. It's become like a, it's become like an American mantra. Speak to a representative. Speak to a representative. <laughs> speak to a representative. 1030. 
Now the latest New Jersey news from... Point five. All right, we bring in the band. I love this one. This is. This sounds like they we're in a nightclub, you know, and there's a ceiling fan going around. Doesn't yeah. it sound like this? A little bit. Uh, it sounds like you got that, you know, you'd have like a... They're just bringing us a couple of drinks now. Sunglasses inside type of place. Right. Mojitos. You yeah. Know. I like this. Yeah. And the band is about to play whatever cantaloupe. What's cantaloupe? I have no know. idea. That's what it says here. Cantaloupe. Oh, is that, is it like, is it one, I think it's one word. I don't know. Okay. Uh, you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this thing. I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for headlines and trev lines. I read the news. There's Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? All right, what the hell is going on out here? All right, so, first story comes to us from Florida. Woman is suing Kraft, the mac and cheese company, uh, for $5 million, specifically uh, for the Velveeta uh, brand. Uh, microwave mac and cheese like the cups. She yeah. says that three and a half minutes, as written on the back of the container, is not enough time to properly uh, cook the mac and cheese. And so she's suing them for $5 million. Wait a minute. She's suing them because the three and a half minutes? Yeah, because it's, it's, she says that it, it is incorrect packaging. It's misleading. And uh, you can sue anyone for anything, you know? Get the hell out of somebody. Somebody's going to have to contain this? Yeah. No. I don't know. I, have you ever done the mac and cheese in three and a half minutes? Is, wouldn't they have known this by now that it takes a woman in Florida to sue them for this? That's what I was thinking. And more importantly, every like microwave is different. You know, is she really going to roll up there with her microwave, slam it down on the counter, and have be like, to. let me show you? She's going to have to. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I mean, I don't think that you could. I, I don't know. I, I, that's, that's She's making mac or, microwave mac do, and cheese anyway. I mean, you know what? She's going to be living on mac and cheese because when she gets done paying those legal fees after she loses this case. I mean, <laughs> what are you going to. There ought to be a law. I think, as there may be, that you can do this, but if you lose, you got to pay both sides legal fees. Because that's the idea. That the idea Kraft's going to say, "Listen, make this go away." Wow. Here's, here's a couple of hundred thousand or whatever, and it's easy money. But they and should say, here's, a little bit of "Here's the law: if you you can do this, but if you lose, you got to pay both sides legal fees." Yeah, that's some uh, some serious cheddar she's going to need to. Uh, ah, look at that! You, you did the whole thing to get that line right. Uh, He's over <laughs> this man's a comedian, kids. I'm telling you. Uh, what else we got? Uh, next, we got uh, something more more close to home. NJ Man is uh, crushing. NJ Man? NJ Man, as the article is titled, crushing Jeopardy hits milestone after his 16th straight win. Oh, I thought NJ Man was a superhero. <laughs> this is a job for NJ Man. <laughs> as opposed to Florida woman who's, you know, uh, out there making frivolous lawsuits. Her, yeah. um, his name is, Chris, uh, I'm, I'm so sorry if I mess this up, Chris Panulo. Uh, Chris without an H, and then Panulo, P-A-N-N-U-L-L-O. He has now won a total of $566,344, which puts him in the top five winners of all time on Jeopardy. What is my new best friend? (laughs) Thank you, Art. (laughs) How about that? Yeah, um, so... To get past that, she uh, this person he actually passed two people, and uh, he ranks tenth in all time Jeopardy winnings if you include tournaments. How about um, that? The, the a Jersey guy. Yeah, and so the the top winner though he's got a long way to go. 
I didn't realize just how much. Is he still on? Is is he He, still you know in the tournament? Is he still in? I think he's still in. It looks like he's still in. This article uh, was updated this morning, so I assume that was from a win yesterday. Um, I don't know if he was on tonight, Uh, or is Jeopardy on tonight? Whatever it is. Uh, But the the record winning is uh, from James Holzhauer, who I don't know where he's from. Uh, with 32 games in a row for 2.6 million dollars, I see. I whenever I watch the show, people are making like ten thousand yeah. dollars. I didn't realize people were making such serious money. How about that? On this, yeah. Uh, but they didn't get scratch roll lottery tickets. <laughs> and they, he doesn't. They, you know, they ain't got no Legoland. They got, they got gish. They got serious cash. Right yeah. here. <laughs> All right. Uh, this next one uh, is Metallica is coming to New Jersey. Really? And, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, After Sandman. Exactly. Yeah, it was on. It was in uh, what's it called? Uh, Stranger Things. They uh, they got some uh, serious uh, traction from that. You know, they needed. They really needed that to you Metallica, know really yeah, yeah help uh, them get it to the top. When I was at YSB in 1985, yeah, right, we had we had um, new program director who changes the format. And he decides that, you know, we are, we have found the hole in the market. We will be the rock station. We will be rock on Philly. <laughs> and wiped out all our, what was then album oriented rock, and we are going to be heavy metal. And we built our station around two songs. One was Shooting Stars Last Chance, uh-huh. and the other was Metallica's Fade to Black. And if those two titles didn't inspire a radio station that crashed and burned inside of a year, I don't know what did. But it was that crashing and burning that brought Howard Stern to Philadelphia. That 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 radio station but smells it, like sounds like it smells like a pack of cigarettes and and like uh, sweat. Like, imagine two two songs. You're going to build your format around two songs. Last chance and fade the black. <laughs> Two songs I probably couldn't tell you what they even sound like. We didn't have a chance. Yeah. Well, so what they're this this tour? Well, Metallica um, wrote "Fade the Black." Didn't they? Yeah. Meta- oh yeah. Yeah. But so they're embarking on a two-year world tour that's starting in 2023. Um, and uh, the the big thing with this one, sorry, I had to read it out here. The big thing with this one is that they're going to be playing two concerts per city for their no-repeat weekend, which is going to be at the MetLife Stadium on August 4th and August 6th. And the, the catch is, if you want to get the Every pre- song, you got to go to both shows. you got to go to both shows, but not just that. But to get on their uh, their pre-sale, which right. is happening on December 2nd, right. you got to buy the tickets to both shows. You can't just buy one. If you want to just buy one, you got to wait until uh, later so this month. So what you got to do is you buy two, you sell one. Well, yeah, you buy two, sell one. Christmas but, is coming. But let me put it this or way. Or buy two, go to two. Well, it's December 2nd if you want to buy both. But if you want to buy just a ticket to one, you have to wait till January of next year. Yeah, and see what you a get. A whole month. And, and just, see what you get. Yeah, see what you can get yeah, from the news. Buy both. Yeah. So uh, next we got... I mean, you only get so many chances left to see it, right? So buy yeah. both. Yeah. I mean, the older these guys get, you know, any band, the less, you know, the uh, for me, the allure is... The less you go to, to actually see it and the more you go to, you know, say you saw it. They start grooming their own tribute bands. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, next one here is a McDonald's in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, an employee helped deliver a baby in the restaurant bathroom. A McBaby? A McBaby, or as they call as nicknamed it, Nugget. Nugget, um, there we go. Why <laughs> didn't I see that coming? Nugget, okay. Yeah. And, uh, the, and Nugget would get old and get noogies. Okay, so, <laughs> all right, so... Uh, that's not bad. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're. Oh no. 
Oh, no? Oh, no. I just, I, you know, I got to be honest, I didn't do as much reading into this as I should well, have. Hold on. Says, I'm going to hit commercials. You read some more. We'll come back with All right. You. All right. This is Eric Scott. The 101.5. Join New Jersey 101.5's Dennis and Judy this Thursday at Parks Casino as they host a night of stand-up comedy. Tickets are extremely limited. Get them today at ParksCasino.com. Parks is close to New Jersey, just off exit 6A of the Jersey Turnpike. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLING. See you at New Jersey 101.5's Dennis and Judy at Parks this Thursday. All right, Ryan Bissell. He and I are appearing right now on New Jersey 101.5. No cover, no true drink minimum. All right, what else we got? All right, so we got, did you watch that 70s show back in the 90s, 2000s? You know, I didn't, and I should have. What I saw, I liked. I was just working a lot back then. I get that, I get that. Good show, though. I mean, Topher Grace and um, the girl from the... Uh, from the, the L word, what's her name? Prepon? Laura Prepon. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, they have a lot of the main cast from that show returning for that 90s show. Oh, really? They're yeah. coming back? Yeah, it, it, uh, it's a, uh, a revival of the show. So it features a lot of the same characters. and it's So who came back? House. Who came back? Um, so from what I could tell so far, it Topher looks... Grace didn't come back, right? He left the show. He left the show, but didn't he come back in the last episode or something? Oh, that's they come. Back I mean, that would that, I mean that say goodbye. I mean, yeah. Ashton Kutcher was in it, right? He's I yeah. like him a lot. He was good. He was in Two and a Half Men. Yeah, and I well, loved him. He, in he two replaced and Charlie Sheen in that. Though. He got like a million an episode for that. Really? Yeah. Wow. Charlie Sheen is comedy gold. I mean, whatever. Sit. No matter what his personal problems are, you put him in front of a camera, he nails it. Absolutely. All the time. Yeah. Uh, interestingly, uh, what was it? Ashton Kutcher's character and Mila Kunis's character, they were together for a lot in the show. And they in real married. life, they're married. Yeah, they got married. Yeah. So now what now is Ashton Kutcher coming back to the show? Uh, it says here... As he's working with reported, sex trafficking now and all kinds of stuff. He's he's a philanthropist. Oh, I was going to say, there is one guy who, who uh, was with the Scientology thing. He's embroiled in some, some things right now. The guy with the glasses and the curly hair. Danny Masterson? Danny Masterson, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's had some troubles. Yeah, but uh, it looks like uh, the people that are returning... So who's left? <laughs> ...is going to be Kitty, Red... All right, um, so that means the parents are coming the back. The parents are back. Um, guest stars, Topher Grace, Laura Prepon, as you said, Wilma, Wilmer... Uh, it looks like all the main cast will be making. Valderrama. Yeah, all the main cast from the from the original run of the show are going to be making either uh, like main appearances or uh, you know like. But who's who's going to who's going to be in the show then? Who's going to be the regulars? The regular. It's the whole new cast. Oh, a whole new cast. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but wait a minute. But Red and Kitty are going to be regulars in the show, or they're all just coming back to make guest appearances? I got like I I I have read the seen, story. I'm reading the story, but I haven't watched the commercial. You know, there's uh, a commercial. Yeah, there's an official. Te- if you go online, that '90s show official teaser for Netflix. It's it's out there right now. You right. can go see it if you were a fan of the show. Um, it looks like they might be the characters' grandparents. I would assume that was what it would have to be if it takes I place imagine, twenty years right? later. Well, see, the thing is, like, in, in 1970s, yeah. you had Happy Days, and Happy Days was about the '50s, and then in 1990s, you had that '70s show, which was about the '70s. Then in 2013, yeah, you had the Goldbergs, which was about uh, it's still on. Okay, the show is just so done. Yeah, <laughs> God Almighty, it started, <laughs> it started off. You know, it's the story of Adam F. Goldberg, and Adam F. Goldberg is a real guy who grew up in Jenkintown, and his parents gave him a camcorder back in the 80s, and he used to film everything. And what he did was he convinced ABC. They took those old tapes, and he t- he actually wrote stories around them. 
and they recast his family when he was 13 years old. George Siegel played his, the late, great George Siegel played his grandfather. Uh, Jeff Garwin played uh, his father, Murray. And um, the girl from Reno 999, I forget her name, but she Wendy somebody plays the mother. It's a good show. Yeah. Uh, but it was a good show in 2013, 16, you know, for about five years when the kids were like 13. Now... He's like 21. They're all living at home. And uh, the, the father got killed off because Jeff Garwin couldn't get, a, Garvin couldn't get along or Garland couldn't get along with the cast or whatever. Oh, my gosh. It's a whole thing. But it's kind of weird when you see these kids, they start off so young. Yeah. Uh, and, like, you know, a kid's show. The kids should be living. When the kids are still living at home and they're pushing 30, <laughs> it, it's no longer a, a cool show anymore. Now it's like a sad state of affairs. Yeah. All right. That 90s show, they're all still in the basement smoking weed with their parents. Exactly. And it's the same weed. <laughs> Great job tonight. Every holiday. This has been the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or NJ1015.com. New Jersey 101.